Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For thousands of years, human beings have wondered about entering the afterlife. Do we climb a golden staircase or walk towards a light? Is it a vast, expansive paradise or just an endless, meaningless void? Turns out it's none of those things. It's just me, waiting with my clipboard, ready to collect three questions for God. This is God Only Knows, a podcast that kills its guests before they even get to say a word only to meet them as they step out of the eternal elevator and submit their three questions to God, whoever or whatever he, she or it may be to them. Joining me straight out of the eternal elevator is Rosie Jones. Hello, Rosie. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Now, before we start, you obviously get some questions to submit, yeah. but we need to fill out a bit of a heavenly profile. Okay. So I'm just going to need a few details, if that's yeah. all right. So your full name? Rose Louisa Jones. And your occupation? Uh, oh, tricky. I would say I'm a writer, mm-hmm. comedian, and actor in that order. Oh, that's good, because I had comedian, writer, podcaster, so I've got that completely uh, wrong. My word is all well, over the place. Well, I do have a podcast. You do, a very good one, a very funny one. So, I need to add that yeah. to, my, to my roles. So, it'll be writer, comedian, actor, podcaster. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. It hasn't broken into the yeah. top three yet. Yeah. <laughs> Not until it starts making no. some real money. Yeah. <laughs> Which it never will. No, I know, right? I know, I know. Um, how are you feeling about this? Really good. I um thought about my questions mm. a lot mm. because it's a big day, mm-hmm. like, and it made me think a lot about my life and what I do and yeah it really helped I enjoyed it well that's why we charge the guests to come on so um, (laughs) the invoice is in the post it's the cheapest therapy you'll ever get (laughs) Um, do you think about death much is death something you've thought about a lot no um and I think that's on purpose because um, we'll get into it later, but I've 
got Shiro Bowl Palsy and that happened at birth. Um, because I didn't breathe for 18 minutes. So for 18 minutes, I was essentially dead. <laughs> um, wow. So um, actually, I feel like I've already cheated death. So all of this is a bonus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally get goosebumps till the end, but that's... Yeah, that's yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I think it's put everything in perspective. And I think when I go around life and what I do, I am um, quite fearless. Mm. And it should be because I've always known that you only really get one life, mm. one shot. Mm. It could have been very bad. Mm. I mean, not for me, mm. <laughs> for my mm. parents. And luckily, it wasn't. Luckily, I survived, so I've always known that I just needed to make the best out of my life. Mm. Wow. And I'm sure we'll come to it as well, but I, I, when you do this process then, so when you were thinking about those questions, and you, yeah. you said you thought about it a lot, and I know from yeah. our conversations you, yeah. you have thought about it a lot. Yeah. Who is the God you're asking? What, what does that God look like? I don't really know. I think about it a lot. And um, my mum is agnostic and my dad is atheist, but like depressingly atheist. <laughs> I, you want to say shut up <laughs> like like it didn't mean it but one time my mum said to him um not in a depression way but she said um do you love me and they went yeah but like love doesn't exist it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah I think I love you but it's like chemicals in my brain just connecting me to you to really produce children and it's like oh god like I think I need more to life. Mm. I need to believe in love mm. and true love and soulmates mm. and faith mm. and just more of a meaning mm. than 
we're an animal mm. on earth needing to mate mm. with other animals mm. and then we die. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great Valentine's card, is it? I mean, it's not it's not kind of I think I love you. But essentially, it's just the chemicals in my brain because we wanted to mate. Probably isn't what I'm going to send to my wife this year. Spoiler alert. Uh, You're not getting that one. Uh, It's really interesting though, isn't it? It's really interesting for you then, that sense of... I I like the way you put that. You want there to be more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like that desire. Yeah. I don't know what flavors, but for me, doing what I do... I think I need to know that there's more to life. Because, yeah, the alternative is very depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, um, before we go any further, we need to know how you died. Do you know, Rosie, the question I get asked most on this show is, is there actually a spinning wheel? Right? I, this honestly, this is the question I get asked most by I anyone. Thought, I thought you were gonna bring a big cardboard wheel. Well, no, as you've said already, there's no money in podcasting, yeah. so we oh, all know that's not gonna be. Say there is a spinning wheel. No one ever believes me that there's a spinning wheel of death. Oh so God. what you need to do is you need to hit the spinning wheel of death button, spacebar. Here we go. Let's see what you're gonna get. Okay. I, people always want to know. People assume that I've just made it up. No. Okay, so you have got hit by an inflatable swan at Disneyland. Oh my god, that is so perfect. But actually, I'm really worried because I do actually plan to go to Disneyland Ah, ah. are you predicting my future all I'm saying is it's not that I am a prophet but I wouldn't say I'm not a prophet actually I definitely would I would definitely say I'm not a prophet this is the second time this has happened actually Um, Ori Styler back on series one he got hit by a cheesecake on the M6 tour and he was going to Birmingham the next day (laughs) and I was like Oh no! And I had to text him like two days later, going, "Oh mate, I'm so sorry. Did you get to did you get to Birmingham all right?" And I honestly expected him to go, "Yeah, but we didn't take the tour." Like it's like it's so frightening. Don't let this change your holiday plans. Oh god. Well, I'll still go, but yeah. I'll avoid all swans, inflatable or otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stay away from all of it. Just stay away from... Don't go anywhere near Fantasia. No. That's what I would say. That could be the end. Yeah. It's quite an interesting way to go, I think. You know, inflatable swan, yeah. hit by a Disney. Again, like I'd probably it. steer clear of pools. Yeah. Swimming pools might be the yeah. other thing to avoid. Yeah. Man, you can't really go near so much Disney or the good. pools. I'm not sure what you're going to do in Florida. No. So, we know why you're here. We know how yes. you're here. Yeah. Let's get on to your first question. When I get into heaven, hopefully I will, (laughs) Um, will I still be disabled? And the end of that question is because I hope I'm still disabled. Um, Because I... It's an interesting one for me because 
I think I've read a lot of people saying, oh, everyone's perfect in inverted commas in heaven. Mm. And I've had um, some religious people coming up to me saying, oh, when you go to heaven, you will be perfect, you will walk again. And it's I know, like I say, I've been disabled all my life. I don't know who I will be without my disability. I love it so much. But it's an interesting one because, like, people with other disabilities, people with chronic pain, mm. I'd hope that if there was a heaven, they wouldn't be in chronic pain. Mm. But then I think... I love disability because it makes everyone different and interesting. And for me, especially, I see life in a different way. You have said so much. Uh, (laughs) I don't... Okay, so let's go right back to the top uh, of that. Yeah, it's a tricky one. It, but it's but it's it's brilliant to hear you articulate it in terms of. So let's go back to yeah. religious people coming up to you yes. and saying, "In heaven, you're going to be inverted commas, and we're all doing yeah. the bunny ears in here." Yeah. Uh, perfect. That's yeah. happened in real life. Yeah. People have done that and just walked yeah. up to you without any sense of you yeah. going to them or just walked up to you. Yeah. Um. Yes, generally more than once. People saying to me, do you know Jesus? If you pray to Jesus, he will make you beautiful. And yeah, it's that thing of, well, surely... If you believe in a God and if you believe in Jesus, he's made me like this. So who are you to define what beauty is Mm. and how dare you come up to me and just assume that? I'm not beautiful mm. or I'm not perfect because mm. being disabled is not a walk in the park. Mm. It's more of a wobble in the park. <laughs> um, but like I said, it's made me who I am mm. and it's made me st- 
stronger and ambitious and more focused. Mm. And um, yeah, I honestly, honestly wouldn't have it any other way. How do you respond when someone, so you're out and about, you're doing your thing, you're minding your own business. Yeah. And someone walks up to you and goes, oh, do you know Jesus? Because if you pray to Jesus, you know, he can heal you. Or in that horrendous, horrific sentence, he can make you beautiful, which yeah. is one of the most nonsense things I've ever yeah. heard. How do you respond yeah. to that? Um, it honestly depends how um tolerant and feeling <laughs> usually um they the most common thing is people coming up to me and saying can I pray for you um and I act like I said I'm not religious but I respect religion so for that I'll say no thank you Mm. um I'm okay uh but that beautiful one Mm. it was late at night I've been at work all day and I said um well if I visit Jesus, he thinks I'm beautiful. <laughs> so, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so interesting because um, I just had a big acting job. Mm. I just been a main in Silent Witness. Wow. And that that whole week I couldn't get anywhere because people were stopping me saying oh you were great you made me cry and it was always a certain demographic older ladies (laughs) um, big on silent witness so one one day near the time it went out, two older ladies stopped me, and I was in the mood of oh they recognise <laughs> me, yeah. oh they really like yeah. me from TV. So I met them with a beaming smile and they said, can we pray for you? And it brought me crashing Mm. down to earth because I can be stopped on the street and people admire me for my job Mm. and what I do but at the same time I can be stopped in the same street and pitied Mm. and just assumed that my life needs to be made 
better and they are in a position to make it better. How does it feel when someone does that? How? Because I guess for a lot of people who might do that, yeah, the assumption is that they're bringing uh, joy or they would use language like a blessing or... Yeah. How does it actually feel for you when two people stop you in the street and go, can we pray for you? I think it used to upset me more than it does that way. It used to make me question everything and make me go, well, do I need people praying for me it's my life not as good or, or um have they got a right to feel sorry for me but now and i think it comes from age and it comes from a place where i know where i am I got the best family, I got amazing friends, my career is amazing, like more than I could have ever imagined. How dare you think that you can make it better? How dare you presume? that I am a victim because I am not. And I can guarantee that my life is happier and more full of love and purpose in their life. Um, so now, yeah, it makes me angry. Um, but luckily, I don't feel upset mm. anymore. I just think, no, you're wrong. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> so you you get to the you get out of the eternal elevator. You get to the gates, or however you however this heaven looks like. Yeah. And you say, if I get in, will I still be disabled? Yeah. And you hope the answer is yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I say, I feel like that is such a can of worms mm. because I don't want to speak for everyone. Yes. Um, but I think it will be quite a sad heaven if everyone was the same able-bodied because um, I um, worked on the Paralympics mm. four years ago and I, even though I'm disabled I've never worked with so many mm. disabled people mm. Like people with cheap people, blind mm. people, deaf people, 
PayPal and wheelchairs that mm. was amazing mm. because, because everyone was coming to the world from different experiences mm. and they were all driven and ambitious and it felt like such a great force and place to be. That's heaven, surely. I think it is. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Yeah. So that God that I'm talking to right now, I think in answer to my question, he should say, do you still want to be disabled? And then I and then other disabled people can go yes or no. Mm. But for me, I would say yes. If I got up there and um, God said to me, we sorted out your voice and we sorted out your walking. I go, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm alright. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fuming. <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So, Rosie... What's your second question? It is, what is your favourite joke? Oh. Yeah. How did you get into comedy? So I worked in telly hmm. when I graduated. I um, did a degree in English because I grew up Love and telly. Mm. 
I watched everything, but I never saw disabled people in the media. So um, I thought, right, I'm going to change that mm. by working behind the scenes mm. and getting more disabled people on screen. Um, it sounds funny now because it was only nine years ago, but this was pre-London 2012 mm. Paralympics and I think because I speak slowly and because I probably look more disabled than other people I thought that I myself would Never be on telly. But then, London 2012 seemed to change everything and suddenly um, disabled people were seen as superhumans and people were like, oh, wait a minute. They're disabled, but they're amazing. And in the meantime, I work more and more on comedy mm. shows, and I've always been a writer. So I ended up writing on panel shows, and I loved it, mm. but... There wasn't enough disabled people in comedy still. Mm. And I was watching panel shows and going to comedy clubs and thinking, I'm still not seeing myself. Mm represented mm. and need to find someone to tell my story mm. and then I realised I was being an idiot and I was like nobody will tell my story apart from me so I got to a stage where I just had to do it and I think I would have regretted it if I didn't at least try. So I tried and I loved it and that was three, four years ago so not a long time but since then it's been crazy it's been amazing Mm. and I'm so lucky and and I I know I'm joking I love I really love Mm. my job Mm. and being paid to make people laugh Mm. And that is such 
such an incredible feeling. Mm. But yeah, it's really interesting because that that desire to see more people. Well, I guess the first desire to open the door for more people with disabilities to come through, but then recognizing that actually your story is powerful. Yeah. Because you talk about your disability a lot on stage. Like it's a, in a a really disarming way. Yeah. Like it's really brilliant the way you do it. That's obviously really deliberate. That's obviously, when did you, when did you first discover that you could do that to educate people, to make people laugh, to make people feel comfortable, to make them feel uncomfortable? Because you do all of it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, When did you realize? Well, um, like I said, I've only been performing comedy for four years, mm. but on stage, mm. I've actually been performing comedy all my life mm. because I think when people meet me, they can feel a bit uncomfortable. So I've always been aware of that and I've always had a few jokes in my back pocket because I find that laughter disarms people and it's a lovely way to pe- for people to think, oh, She's intelligent, she's aware, mm. and I don't need to feel awkward mm. around her. So comedy for me has been such a great tool mm. to get around in life and to make people see that I'm fine with mm. it so they should be mm. too mm. have you ever so obviously you make a lot of jokes about your cerebral palsy yeah how do other people with cerebral palsy react to that i think they like it and i think with again like my first mm. question i make it clear that I'm only speaking for me. Yes. Um, and my act is very much this is my experience yes. of having cerebral palsy. Yeah. Not speaking for all disabled people. Yeah. But I've had a lot of positive mm. reactions and I've had a lot of people saying, thank you, mm. I feel like that, that's hilarious. Mm. And I think um, I also speak a lot about my sexuality mm. because I'm gay and I've had a lot of great responses from other gay disabled people because I say thank you. We've always been seen as asexual or 
not having sexual desire and the fact that I go on stage and go, I got CP, I'm a lesbian, that's in my experience. It not only makes people go, oh, cool, mm. disabled people are sexual. Mm. It means that other people who have similar experiences can go, hopefully, thank you, I feel seen yeah. in a way that I haven't. And the way that you didn't. Yeah, that's it. You didn't see yeah. yourself. It's a joke I used to make, but I say I didn't come out till I was 25 because I thought, I'm not gay. I'm disabled. <laughs> <laughs> that's my yeah. thing yeah. and it is a joke but it is true mm. it's because on tv and in the media if there was a disabled person they wouldn't have a sexuality yes so i thought Oh, I must be wrong. Mm. And that is such a bizarre thing to take the media mm. and believe the media more than you believe your own brain and your own heart. Yes, the idea that you mustn't exist because you haven't seen it yeah. is quite... It's yeah. actually quite odd when you really yeah. think about it, but I think it's really true. Yeah. I think if you look at so many groups of people, they have for decades been excluded. They haven't yeah. been invited to the party. Yeah. And that then meant that actually there was no way to see yourself in the future or there's no way to see yourself in that setting. There was yeah. no way to see yourself in that group of friends or in that yeah. relationship. Or yeah. It's really true. It's so yeah. kind of... Um, influences the way we see ourselves yeah. what we see of people like ourselves yeah and beyond my disability i think i i fought with my sexuality a lot because i thought oh but I like having long hair. Mm. I like wearing dresses. And it's that thing of... I grew up in the 90s where lesbian um, had short hair, was a PE teacher. Mm. And because I didn't fit into that, box mm -hmm. oh i must be wrong yeah so for me it's just being true to who i am 
And again, I'm not speaking for anyone but me, but I just think if as a young disabled person having feelings, gay feelings or otherwise, hopefully they can see my life mm. and see what I do and think. Yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah, that's amazing. What do you think God's favourite joke would be? I really hope it's not a not not joke. <laughs> I feel like, come on. It's got to be really good, doesn't yeah, it? It's got to be. Yeah. It's somehow got to be both amazing and universal. Yeah. It has to be perfect, doesn't it? It, it has to be the perfect it, joke. <laughs> otherwise otherwise we would oh man. Or maybe maybe it maybe it's just a joke no one gets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be like okay. Come. But we'd all laugh because no one wants yeah. to feel a bit daft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that thing of if God Created human. What's the reason? Is it? Mm. Is it so we laugh mm. towards our inevitable death? Wasn't it G.K. Chesterton said? I'm going to get this quote wrong. It is a sane man that can hold tragedy in his heart and comedy in his head. Oh, I like that. There's such a sweet spot between comedy and tragedy. Rosie, you've got one more question. Yeah. What is it? Does everything happen for a reason? Okay. Um... And I, I'm feeling two minds because um, a few years ago, my mum got cancer and it was an awful time because a lot of people know that it's uh, one person gets cancer but in reality, you all get cancer. Mm. I mean, it affected us all for a year, and I was working in London at the time, so I would go back up to Yorkshire every weekend, mm. and I spent a year being numb. Um, I didn't cry, I just felt like, right, this is what we're doing, and I feel like what, what brought us forward and what kept us positive um, was this phrase, everything happens for a reason and I think it 
he gave us help and um luckily all the chemo worked she got that old class it's never been healthier and it really made made us all value life Mm -hmm. she was in a rubbish job she decided to quit work do something that made her happy it was a push i needed to go why have i been dabbling with stand-up for so long Mm. you only live once it made me get out there and try writing try stand-up so in that respect and with hindsight Mm. i truly believe that she got cancer for a reason because at the time it was so rubbish but now we value life and we value family Mm. so much more so in that respect i hope everything happens for a reason but then there's the other side of i am annoyingly stubborn and independent and i want to believe that every decision i make is me I want to believe that I've chosen this mm. path. It's because of me that I got that job. Mm. It's down to me how successful mm. I am. It's down to me who am I, why I make every decision in life and so in that respect um when i talk to god if god's answer is yes everything happened for a reason and on the 24th of June 1990 when you were born here's this 100 page document of every decision you will ever make I did that Mm. I've been so annoyed (laughs) (laughs) I've been like dude leave it up to me there's two things there that really uh, struck me one is I guess finding purpose in the tragedy post the tragedy yeah and I guess I wonder how much of that is connected to the positive outcome yeah yeah your mum receiving it all clear yeah and everything that happened since gives that a purpose i wonder if 
a different outcome yeah. may not have. I, I find that interesting. I, I mean, that other outcome is so awful that mm. I can't even begin to imagine mm. it. But I would, I mean, I would have hoped that that alternate outcome, I could have still got things from it mm. and probably grown and been mm. different mm. in another way. Mm. And I think I would have probably held on to the idea that she was gone for a reason. Mm. I mean, an awful reason, but I think I'm quite an optimist Mm. and a positive person and I think for her and for me I would still learn from mm. it and thought right I don't I hate this mm. outcome but let's see what reason mm. it's all happened mm. yeah I think from beginning to end of this conversation and we are we're near the end but mm. I think one of the things that really strikes me is that you, you seem undefeatable <laughs> like from the moment you tell the story of being born yeah to all those other things to even this you know this story that we're, you know I'm really grateful you've shared that story of your mum but it you seem undefeatable um, Do you feel that way, or is it... Oh, no. Like, and I have moments where I do feel defeated, but I think my journey and what I've been through, and I think... Um, I'm not naive, mm. I'm only 29, I know there'll be more, a lot more mm. challenges and bad things that'll happen in my life, but right now I take things as it comes and I think what helps me seem undefeatable is A, I know who I am and B, I like who I am so if people hate me if I think my life isn't good enough for they think I should be doing more with my life I have that knowledge that I believe in myself Mm. and I believe in what I do. Mm. And at the moment, that's enough. Mm. So somewhere between everything happens for a reason, here's the manual on that date in 1990, and 
No, nothing happens for a reason. It was all you. Yeah. Is the perfect answer in there? No, um, interestingly, yeah, this is the only question that when I posted it, I thought, hey, I genuinely don't know the answer. And B, I think any answer, I'd be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I don't know why I asked. <laughs> Rosie, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you. There's one more question that everyone gets. Yeah. And it's almost time to return you to land yeah. of living. But is there anything you think God would ask you? I also had a joke about if there is God. Like, what was he thinking when he made me? Was he like, did he think, oh, oh no, I don't have a quota of diversity today. Let's pop it all in one person. Let's make a disabled gay a woman classic. <laughs> Just pop it all in one person. She'll deal with it. She'll be fine. I'm joking me saying, what were you thinking like? What is this? So if there is a God, if he did use me to fill their quota, I think God might ask me, did I do the right thing? What was it okay to pop everything in you? And I'd say, yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Thank you. Well, that is it for this episode. Uh, the good news is one of the princesses was actually St. John Ambulance. So oh, she was able to get straight in. Great. She ran straight into that situation, oh, swan out of the way. Full recovery and you're yeah. back walking around Disneyland in no time. At Rosie, thank you so much again. It has been an absolute pleasure to meet you and thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll be back next time to kill off another guest and find out what they want to know on God Only Knows. God Only Knows is a dot, dot, dot production hosted by Matt White. The music is by Auburn Jam and the producer is Joel Porter. Thanks for listening. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.